Well, hey there, guys. Greetings and salutations as we are here in Las Vegas, Nevada at CinemaCon for this is officially day two. And we went to just go see and we just got back from the Warner Brothers presentation uh, here at CinemaCon. Of course, we got Chris behind me is Anne. over there is Ray right here is Rob and you guys are here and we're here to tell you about everything we just saw at the Warner Brothers presentation. Um, first kind of note. I, I should mention is that um, the first hour and a half was a complete and utter waste of time because uh, they did their state of the industry, right? Which has been like really short before. Yeah. And this year was like over an hour and a half long before the Warner Brothers presentation. And they put it in with the Warner Brothers presentation to kind of trick everybody to sit through that stuff. It should have been a separate thing that people could have gone to if they chose to. But who cares? You don't want to hear us complain about that. You want to hear about I will Warner say Brothers. this, though. The director of Smile gave a that was great, great. That was a, a speech. wonderful speech about how that film went from being a, a streaming-only release to being theatrical, mm -hmm. what it meant to his career. I really, really, really liked it, that moment. Yeah, it, it, was was well a, done. it was a good story because he was talking about that, how the pandemic and how mm. he, it, it was, there's a lot of big victory stories this year about this movie was going to be dumped on useless streaming but it went to theaters and made money and and that was one of the he was a really impressive guy i really really yeah. liked that a lot mm -hmm. from akron ohio and, yeah, and the, yeah. the, the state of the industry was useful just not to us yeah you know yeah. a lot of people probably benefited from the confidence that it probably gives all the theater owners mm -hmm. to see those numbers but for us we were just sitting there and it was just like going in the ear and but i think i even think 90 percent of the theater people who were there were there for the warner brothers presentation but at any rate so let's get on to the warner brothers presentation yesterday sony kicked things off solid with uh with a solid presentation and today they started off with the axe with the axe oh my david zaslov himself came out on stage and we have not talked about this we have not talked about this at all and granted I am kind of predisposed to, to liking David Zaslav because he does everything that I would do if I was the head of Warner Brothers. It was the best speech ever given by the head of a studio at CinemaCon that I've ever I, I got John, I echo that statement. I did. I was I, glad that you did. I didn't think that you would. I loved him. It was such I a good speech. I, I loved him. I love what he had to say. You know, when he talks about, he, he, okay. He could have picked any movie. He could have bullshitted us. He talked about growing up in Brooklyn, going to the movies theater, and seeing To Sir with Love. love yep. Talked about the great Sidney Poitier, and I mean, it could have been any movie. And Belafonte. That was a really great poll. Uh, you know, he's the real deal. He seems like a godfather. Now. And the way he came out, he does kind of seem like mm -hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, normal. yeah. He like, is. Every time he talked to us, he was like, this. Yeah, man. Two fingers. Yeah, it wasn't one point. finger. That it guy. Two fingers the whole time. You do not want to cross David He's confident. Out. He's a confident but man. You know what he reminded me of? You know that scene in Paramount Plus's series about the origins of the Godfather, The Offer. When the dude goes into the Westinghouse boardroom and he sells them on the magic of the movie, yeah. right? David Zaslav gave that kind of speech. Yeah. Really about did. the importance of theatrical movies that that movies aren't just an escape movies change us and they change our world and he, he talked about that and i was just sitting there going like i honestly I'm, the reason i'm so glad that you said that is because i honestly didn't know if it's just because i'm 
I already like David Zaslav, and maybe it's just me kind of fanboying no. up. I thought the speech was fantastic. And, and he was like stalking across the stage. Like he was he was just he had it down, man. He knew what he was gonna say. It was a TED talk. It was a TED total it was TED, talk. TED talk. And I loved how he just came out and said, he said, We're not making movies for streaming anymore. We're making them for theatrical. Then their second life is we're gonna sell direct to consumer via digital downloads, and then we're taking them to HBO Max. But we are pardon me. Max. Uh, and we are taking them to the theatrical experience first and foremost. And I'm like, yeah, dude. And I, 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 well, to be fair, though, when he was like, we are more committed than ever to theatrical releases. Well, you have to be, David. You have to be because yeah. it hasn't worked. So we can talk about how great this is. But also, it was like, we're committed because everything else has been wrong. That's true. I, I, well, I mean, yeah, but that was the old ownership. It was the old Warner ownership. Brothers, but yeah. I'm just saying, I, if we're going to talk about him taking even, everyone to church, he's got to go too. He even took a dig right. at AT&T. Oh, he yeah. took a... Because, yeah, he comes and goes, we at Warner Brothers... We're storytellers. That's it. We're not theme park owners. We're not phone companies. We're not. And it was like going on and on. It's like mm, taking jobs. It, 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 it was great. It was great. But then he also pointed out, he goes, listen, 2022, we had six releases. This year, we're doing 16. Next year, we're doing 20. Like, they're just. Uh, and, and one of the best things he said was, because he's got, he appointed those two. I keep forgetting the names. They're the co-chairman of the picture group. Uh, uh, DeLuca Mike DeLuca and, and Pam Abdi. Abdi, thank you. And he said, this is what I, I told them. He said, this isn't about making money, but you know it's about making money. But he said, this isn't about making money. He said, Casablanca. And he starts listing off all these classic movies. He goes, we come after those who came before us. He goes, and now we remember those, those classics. We remember those legacies. He says, make movies that people will remember you by. And I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the exact yeah. wording of it. But he's like, make the movies that will be your legacy. Like, those are the movies I want you to focus on. And I'm just like, this but is then, awesome. But then he did something that I, at first, at first I was like, this was kind of an odd turn. He started talking about starting the own network. Yeah. I was Oprah. like, why are you talking yeah, about and, and I, I, I'm glad you felt that way too, because I'm like, huh. You know, he's talking about starting own and how it was a difficult negotiation and how it was all going to work out. And and I'm like, I have no idea where he's going with this. And where did he go, John? All of a sudden, he turns to the side of the stage. He goes, ladies and gentlemen. And we're like, no, Oprah Winfrey <laughs> and freaking Oprah oh, Winfrey <laughs> comes out on stage. Oh, and like you could like, Ooh, I know he, this he, is a stereotype. It's a stereotype like. Women love Oprah, and you could hear it in the like the women sitting around us. It was crazy, but it was funny because it, right before he did that, he goes, "Oprah said, you know, I'm making a movie for you.' Me and Steven and, Spielberg are making and a movie he didn't, for you because it was probably the, they just started. And he didn't realize during the transition. Yeah, what was coming up? And 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 yeah, we're making a movie for you. And and he was like, "You are." And he, he goes, "Now imagine me, a kid from New York, and they're like." Oprah Winfrey is saying to you, I'm making a movie for you. Oprah and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg. So Oprah comes out on stage and everybody loses it. Now look. By the way, she looked great. Yeah. And what did you Man, did she look. aging backwards. Anne yeah. says she's aging backwards. Damn, Oprah, you look good in that pantsuit. She looked good. And listen, I there is not a lot in life that I'm particularly good at. I can't change a tire. Uh, I, I can't fix anything around the house. I'm not good at a lot of things. One thing that I'm pretty good at, I'm a good MC. Yeah. I, I'm a good like I've I've done Hall H at CinemaCon. I'm, I'm and and normally I'm like you know the like everybody else who's just 
like, like when they see somebody do something, they think I could do that better. Like I watch the red carpets, and I'm like, this person's terrible. I could host this better. Oprah Winfrey. Oh yeah, Oprah Winfrey might be the single best master of ceremonies yeah. anywhere. She because even when the two studio heads are out, that was really awkward. Like when they were trying to do their little bit. They did that last year. They're they're fun. They yeah. got that on. They're really they're nice. They're like three PO. Yeah, but. But Oprah comes on stage and she's emceeing this whole thing about the color purple. And I'm just sitting there, like, I'm keep looking at Anne's like, it's a master class I mean, in how to host something. Like, she's the best. Dude, it was amazing. Like, the microphone, I don't know if she had a microphone or she was mic'd, but she suddenly just took over and the whole thing just became the Oprah show. Yeah. It did. And the it was, whole, it, whole was all, it was epic. Even I, you know, Oprah Winfrey, she's, she leaves you awestruck. Yeah, you know, even though we're looking at her on a giant screen, she's still right there. It was we're amazing. We're breathing the same air. Paramount needs to get her so she, she can interview was... Optimus Prime. <laughs> now, Optimus Prime. For what people don't might not know because she said color purple. People are like what? So the color purple that Spielberg directed came out in 1985. Yeah, based on Alex Walker's novel, uh, Alice Walker's novel. That was Oprah Winfrey's first uh, role. Yeah, and and she played Sophia, Miss Sophia. I love Tapo. God knows I do. <laughs> I love that movie. I love The Color Purple. I've seen it probably 50 times. And I, I'd never seen... Did it win Best Picture? No. Mm-mm. Okay. It, not. it was nominated. Quincy, Quincy Jones, the great Quincy Jones, did the music. So they did... Oprah and Spielberg produced the Broadway show version. Yeah. There, so there's a broad, there is existing a Broadway musical version of Color Purple. So they did the movie... Sorry, there was a book that got translated into a movie, a movie that got translated into a Broadway musical, and now life comes full circle, the Broadway musical being translated into a musical movie. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a remake of Sense of the Color Purple, but it's a the musical version of it from the stage. And they brought out uh to Roger three, B. Henson. Henson. Um, Danielle, I can't remember her last Frank, name, but she was Fantasia. Fantasia the was there. Was, um, Danielle, who was in um Orange is the New Black. She was also originally in the Broadway cast, too. Yeah. She looks just um, like the girl from Peacemaker. I thought that was the girl from Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, she's the girl from Peacemaker. She is the girl yeah. from Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Because Andrew, she goes, man, she looks familiar. Like, she looks just like the girl from Peacemaker. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. That was so And then awesome. they brought out the director who was the Blitz. director of the Blitz, Blitz who's yeah. the director of the Broadway play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because he brought the original, those two members of the original cast mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Dude, what'd you think of that trailer? It looks awesome yeah. what a banger it looks incredible, incredible. I, 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 I i like when i heard they were doing a color pur- another color purple i was like oh that's interesting and then i saw what they showed and i'm like now you gotta understand i i like musicals but pff, it looked great it looks amusing and and lewis gossett jr said it i know as the uh, the part that oh what is, what's the name of the actor that's a whole lot of women oh, yeah <laughs> what a what perfect Academy <laughs> Award winner Lou Gossett Jr. yes by the way um, so that look and what did you think about the color I, purple my early prediction is what that song when um I forget hell no characters. yeah when she walks through the door and she's just belting it I'm like that's uh, going the Oscar that's gonna win an Oscar for like sure. all due respect we to heard peaches two seconds of it. yeah all due respect to peaches. But that's the song that's probably going to win the Oscar you know, next year. You know, it's funny. I, I knew they were making the movie, but it wasn't necessarily on my radar because I've always kind of thought it's the bastardized version of a movie I, I love. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, that in one fell swoop, and it was so great. Oprah's like, she's talking about, she was equating movie theaters as kind of being churches. Yeah. And she's like, 
this is a, a movie about female empowerment. Women are going to bring their sisters and their mothers and their daughters. Oh, no, and, and she was, no, no, and Oprah was like saying, I am going to bring yes. communities. Yeah. I'm going to be That's using it. all my social, like she's talking to the movie theater owners, right? And she's like, because remember, CinemaCon is about the studios selling the movie theater owners on trying to dedicate as many screens or whatever. And so Oprah comes on stage, she goes, I'm going to be leveraging my social media. We're going to be putting out the message. We're going to bring in the families. We're going to bring in communities. It's going to be an Oprah's like... favorite thing. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. Yes. Oh, she yes. said that. Yes. Give yeah. your ticket with a purple ribbon on it. Yep. And that's one of the things she's going to tell all of her followers to do. Like, that's freaking genius. There's a scene when Margaret Avery, in the original movie, who plays Suge Avery, yep. is singing a song. Where played they by go... Henson this time around. Yeah, played by Traji. Well, in the movie, she goes from the juke joint to the church where her father's the preacher and and kicks open the doors and they all all the heathens from the juke joint come in to the churchgoers and they, it turns into a great big musical number i got those vibes from that trailer yeah. like it looks it's going to be great yeah so uh great so color purple check mark that as a win and that's how great. they started the presentation yeah that yeah. was the beginning they start off with david zaslov coming out given like a brave heart kind of speech it says now let me bring out my my old friend uh oprah winfrey she comes out they show this banger of footage for this thing so they're all on stage for about 10 15 minutes yeah and then was it barbie they float into next yes so so that was color purple then the two studio heads come out again they talk about uh they're doing barbie and whatever and they bring out uh ryan gosling uh, America Ferreira, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, and Greta Gerwig. And Gerwig. Gert, Greta Gerwig. They bring all them out on stage. And can I just say, I mean, Ryan Gosling plays ball. He comes out He's in a hilarious. badass pink jacket <laughs> and his awesome frosted hair. Man, he look cool. He's like. He's like, by the way, good Canadian kid, Ryan Gosling. Um, he talks about how Greta Gerwig got in touch with him. And he's like, I hadn't really thought about it. It was a weird thing. And all this next thing I know, my hair's getting bleached, my legs are shaved, and I'm walking around in jackets without a shirt on. And he said, <laughs> I know Ken from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, I'm, now I know I'm on the inside. Now I've got Ken Kenergy. Kenergy. I've got Kenergy now. Kenergy. And Margot Robbie is Margot Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Margot Robbie now walks. She's turning into she is turning into a power player because she is also making last couple of years. She's been making a real imprint as also a producer, yep. getting projects going and off the ground. She's kind of, she's the one who brought Greta Gerwig yeah, on she's a producer on this, uh, on, on this as well. Um, listen, I'm going to cut to it here. I, I have not been terribly interested in Barbie. I thought the trailer was cute. I thought the trailer was cute, but it's a Barbie movie. And then they're all out there, Margot, America, Greta, they're all talking about how, how many times did they say they cried? At least a dozen times, they're talking about, you're crying and crying, and they're laughing, 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 and they're crying, crying. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is this movie? And they're like, okay, now we're going to show you footage. And they played like a six-minute thing, yeah. something like that. They played this like six-minute thing. And in six minutes, I went from to... Oh my God! I cannot wait to watch yeah. this. Yeah. This look—I had no idea Will Ferrell was in it. Maybe yeah, I knew, but the Mattel executive. Yeah, like maybe I knew and I didn't, and I just forgot. Um, uh, what's her name from Saturday Night Live? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. <laughs> so you've got an alien Saturday Night Live sketch reunion with Ryan Gosling and Kate McKinnon. Um, 
I mean, you were smiling and grinning through that, 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 was, through that whole thing. That was, I don't know why this hit me, but apparently in the movie, an ailment hits Barbie that's the worst thing to have flat feet where you can no longer wear your heels. And of course, Kate McKinnon is like the dirty Barbie. What weird, the, Barbie. No, she's weird, weird Barbie. Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie. Where, where, where Margot Robbie goes to consult Weird Barbie and she brings out the Birkenstocks, dude. I, She's like, you I have, you have a choice. She has a red pill, blue pill moment. Yeah. Weird Barbie says to Barbie, you can either put on this gorgeous high heel slipper and your life will go right back to the way it was. Or you can put on the shoulders yeah. Birkenstock sandal, put this on and know the truth. And like Barbie's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah the first one. First one. <laughs> and like, she's like, you were supposed to pick this one. Anyway, it, you can tell there's like a really serious message in this movie. Like, it was, yes, it was great. There's an underlying thing that's gonna hit a lot of me, women, men, whatever, whatever it's trying to. Because they said, from what it looks like, it looks like a comedy when we see the clips, right? But they but kept saying tears and it, crying. Yeah, I have a feeling it's just like I think the it's way gonna be Barbie has been posed to the public. It's like it's like the way you know. There's gonna be something there. So I have feelings. There's gonna be like some profound. Mia, you know one of the coolest things about it though was margot robbie is talking and they talk about the fact that they built this entire barbie world they like they set construction they built a living huge she goes we were shooting on the same sound stages as fast 10 and in between shots they were all coming over to see barbie land that they had built and all this kind of stuff which oh uh, and they're like the what, guy what did you think about it in general oh my gosh i think it's so great i've been really excited about barbie though because i was like this is so weird i don't yeah. understand what this movie's supposed to be yeah. but this looks fantastic and then listening to greta gerwig just talk about the practical sets and props and everything yeah. through the pool decal like that, that stuff i think is just brilliant i'm so excited about and this. then what america chavez said to kind of Really great. America Ferrer. Yeah, America Ferrer. Uh, America Chavez is a Marvel. Dr. Strange, Marvel First Madness. I think I said that too. She never really related to Barbie or like knew about Barbie, but this movie kind of opened her eyes and like she she found some sort of meaning. Yeah. To the yeah. doll that she never had any uh uh you know anything that connection yeah, to Barbie. Yeah. But I will say maybe she is America Chavez. Because Barbie starts jumping universes. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, the crossover we deserve. Maybe there's a little bit of crossover there. Okay, so that was the color purple. Check. Barbie. Check. And then I think they went into Wonka. Wonka. Okay. Wonka is the next one that, like Barbie for me, was, I think this looks interesting. We I, saw some of it last year. Yeah, yeah. They showed just, some just of it. a few snippets. And they had a trailer that came out earlier this year. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that looks good, right? I mean, I, mean, I wasn't excited about it. I love Timothy Chalamet. And then I was reminded today that King, the guy who directs the Paddington movies, yeah. some of the greatest movies of all time. Is doing walk ups like oh yes you got and I think him. he wrote it too That's yeah. yeah yeah so you got him writing and directing it and you got one of my I I think the next Daniel Day Lewis in in Timothy Chalamet and I thought okay maybe it's all right so Timothy Chalamet comes out he's awkward in person Timothy Chalamet's he's a little great. bit awkward in person but I like he's him great. but they come out and they introduce this this presentation for Wonka they're going to show us and just like Barbie I went from ah, to. I, I, I want to see this right now. Yeah. I want to see this right now. And oh my God, I don't know if they put what they just showed us online or not, yeah. but Hugh Grant. I did not know Hugh Grant was in this movie. <laughs> Hugh Grant's having a grant right now. He's been fantastic everything he's lately. And he's an Oompa Loompa. 
Hugh Grant is an Oopalopa, and it's one of the best things I've seen on screen. It was amazing. It's one of the best things I've seen on screen in a while. And I love the fact that there's, what was it called? The Chocolate Consortium or the Chocolate... Something like like that. The the chocolatiers have banded together, the evil chocolatiers that are keeping young Master Wonka out. Controlling the chocolate chocolate business. Well, and stacked cast there, too, because you've got Matt Lucas, who's done tons of sketch comedy and everything. Yeah. Um, you've got the fella who was from the, um, uh, the Other Guys or something. Um, it was a great uh, Hulu English mystery thing with uh, James Corden. Um, you've got Olivia Coleman in there. Mr. Bean's in it. Mr. Uh, Bean. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson is in it. He's saying. Is it Key in that? Run away. Yeah, yeah. Key and Michael. <laughs> key and, yeah. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is in there. But seriously, you have Rowan Atkinson saying one of the great Monty Python lines. Of course, he was not a part of Monty Python, but it was clearly an homage to Monty Python, as you see in this scene of him running down the hall and yelling, run away, run away. Oh, it it felt, there was a a warmth to it that was kind of missing from the trailer. I thought the trailer was clever, but I, I didn't get a sense of the soul of the movie from it, right? Yeah. This presentation gave you a sense of the soul of it, and there was there's this beautiful warmth to it, and God, now I I cannot wait to see this movie. A young Wonka, like I buy into that. It now. really looks good, and he Chalamet looks like he kills it. The yeah. Whole. yeah. Well, I love that whole thing he was saying too when he was being interviewed. You just about how, this way just a little bit. Just um, go how, the camera. um. He's the more young, optimistic version of this. Right. Who will grow into the cynical world where Ray Gene Wilder, which I think is great. Because last year, too, Aaron and I don't disagree often. That was one where I was like, oh, this looks fine or whatever. And she was like, how were you not moved? How did this not touch your soul? You, it's got this cute boy in chocolate. What did you not like, Chris? And I was like, I don't think it's that good. This really moved the needle for me. And I love that he said Gene Wilder. He specifically, yes. yeah. he calls out, you're seeing the young, optimistic thing who will then later grow into the more pessimistic, a little bit jaded Gene Wilder. Not Johnny Depp's version. Not Johnny yeah, Depp's version. Even though I like Johnny crazy. Depp's version. <laughs> I don't like Tim. I'm not even a big Tim Burton fan. Yeah, I like Tim too Burton. weird. It was weird. It yeah. the, too weird. The trailer reminds me of, it feels like Greatest Showman. Like how you watch yes. before he becomes Barnum and Bailey. And it's kind of that origin story that I never knew even existed, which they made up, right? So yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that for me was three out of three. So you had color purple, Barbie, Wonka. Then I believe the next one was the Nun. Yeah. All right, they did something pretty cool. They did something evil and horrible, <laughs> and I hated it. I hated every minute of it, and Ray and I were not happy. Yeah. It starts with just a black screen and the, all the lights in the place go down. And then up on the screen, you just see the Nun logo, right? The Nun. I think it was and the silhouette. You see, no, no, then you then they go to the black screen again right. with the silhouette and the, the Nun kind of turns the screen. And the Nun is super creepy looking, of course. And she turns the screen a bit and then the lights go off and just these little bits of lights come out and you realize there's 40 nuns walking up the aisles. It was theater. It was showmanship. And you can hear everybody going, oh, my God. (laughs) At first, it was weird because it was like, I I was, you know, they they showed the logo and how the the words turned, you know, like the inverted cross. And then when the lights came up, I thought, is this a holographic projection? Like, just for a minute, a second. Because they, their habits kind of glow. Yeah, they, I, I, I didn't know whether I was seeing those. And then they're walking up. And I got that kind of whoosh that happens when 
You get scared. I thought they were going to jump us. Like, I was surprised. Like, are we high enough that they're not going to walk right by? Because I was sitting in an aisle seat. And I was like, are they far enough? I have just, I turned to Anna. I'm like, I I wish I could see Chris right now. (laughs) It was Ray and I saying, no. No, we didn't look at anything. We're like, no, absolutely not. We actually, I called the nuns after, like, as they're leaving. I, I'm glad I didn't notice them. That Um, that whole trailer we watched, too, the two of us were just like, no. No, I the, I <laughs> about half the trailer that I saw. <laughs> I had my water bottle over my face. I, I, yeah. I, to be fair, I have to say, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Conjuring universe. The trailer didn't grab me. No, I'm, I'm, I felt the same way. I, I had loved everything we'd seen in the presentation up till then. Uh, the color purple, Wonka, Barbie, the Nun. It. I love the character of the nun. Like I love the 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 villainous force that is the nun. Right. It wasn't a great put together trailer, to be honest. I I didn't I didn't walk away. Uh, the, everything that came before it, can't wait to see. It. Can't wait to see it. this one. I was like, mm. they brought out the like the lead actress who I thought was very impressive. Mm. I really liked hearing her speak. Well, she wait a minute. Is that Vera Famiglia's sister or daughter? I daughter. believe daughter. Daughter. Because she. I don't- no, yeah, no. She's like a carpet you can't, but you can't convince me that wasn't Vera for me. Uh, just with makeup to make herself look younger, because, like she said, uh, now came on stage. What's her first name? I don't remember. Oh, Something Ferrera. She comes out and go. I guess this is Viga Ferrera or Viga Formiga. Sorry, I'm thinking of America again. I, I, I like okay. This is probably Vera's daughter, and she came out. I'm like, no. And then Anne and I kept looking at each other. I was like, she is a fucking clone yeah but she, she did not read hard. her into existence she cloned her into She's existence like a therapist. she butted yes mm-hmm. like she, she looks so she much like very her articulate had yeah. a lot of really interesting things to say they brought up two of the actresses and mm-hmm. she Still talked about w- working in the actual yeah, yeah. Uh, church that they shot in and how yeah. how it was like i mean it 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 looks handsomely made i just mm-hmm. didn't find it scary well and i liked what she was saying too as a non-horror fan of talking about how taking something that should be ideologically like pure and good right. like and turning it on its head and making it something demonic and horrifying and how wouldn't you want to be around that which i was like no the answer is no ma'am i don't want to be around and then it. she she did say something too she said um because they shot the movie in a real life abandoned nunnery that was it was a convent that was then abandoned and became a school that then was abandoned and was like this decrepit like they shot the movie there and uh, uh, Vera's daughter, that kids, I can't remember her first name. She said, uh, "Everywhere I walked, I went with an escort." And everybody laughed. She goes, "No, I'm not joking. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere without an escort because that place was creepy." Yeah. And she goes, "I scare very easy." Um, and, and Stormy Reed, who is having such a moment right now, mm-hmm. like missing. She was great and missing. She was awesome in her part in Last of Us. Yes. Um, and now she's got this thing coming, so she's having a really good moment right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, so. and she, she it's so funny because she was so smiling and happy and, and so different from what I used to see her as. But it's funny because she is, Chris I instantly identified with her because the first thing Stormy said was, I'm not really a horror fan. Yeah, it's like, same girl, same. <laughs> Which is actually makes her perfect to put in a movie yeah. like that, right? Yeah. We don't have to act as hard. So from the, <laughs> from the footage we saw, it seems like it's like uh, students or uh, maybe, what are they, the, the, the little girls? Yeah, students. Students, yeah. they're just messing around with the old What church. they are is bitches, Ray. And then, yeah. and then they're girls, harassing yeah. and bullying another but the, girl? But the girl that was being bullied, she's the one we saw at the end. She got older, right? 
Because the priest was like, you're the only one that knows that spin. No, I don't think I don't think it's supposed to be her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I I didn't wasn't sure what's going on in the trailer, which I I will give you that. But I was kind of spooked by coming some of the things. I've watched all of them, and I'm not entirely sure what was going on in the trailer. Again, I not again. It didn't look horrible. I didn't hate it, but the the first thing in the Warner Brothers presentation that for me was not. A solid win. But you know what is a solid win? Okay, so now here's this. No. After none, what's that? Oh, you know what? Yes, we'll do that first. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, before we continue on, because we got a bunch more movies to talk about, including the DC slate and all that kind of stuff. But before we do, we want to take a second and thank the sponsor of our coverage here at CinemaCon, our friends, and my mobile service provider, Mint Mobile. We want to thank a sponsor of this video, Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills and favorite streaming services, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. You guys know that ever since I switched to Mint Mobile, I've been saving almost 70% a month over my old phone plan. For people looking Looking for extra savings this year? Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes the significant savings on to you. All of their plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash campia. That's mintmobile.com slash campia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia. And thank you to our friends at Mint Mobile for sponsoring our videos here on the John Campia Show. All right. That down, let's get back into the Warner Brothers presentation here. So uh, we had Color Purple, we had uh, uh, Barbie. Uh, Barbie, we had Wonka, we had The Nun. And then, mm-hmm. in a very quiet Celine Dion theater in Caesar's mm-hmm. Palace, with 5,000 people in it, all quiet, mm-hmm. the screen comes up with the title Meg 2. The Trench. The Meg 2, or The Trench. Yeah. And all you hear it throughout <laughs> that pierces the silence that was through the entire theater was the voice of Ray Orr going and all by himself going yeah <laughs> we were not sitting together and I knew it immediately <laughs> it was the best and was like that's my brother <laughs> yeah uh, the I, it's those types of movies that you need to throw in all the series and all the mm-hmm. epics that just you, you, these types of movies you don't leave angry at all it's you may fun. feel like they're dumb but you never leave these movies. I do, I do have to say, you know, the trailer opened with some like prehistoric dragonfly. This one's actually. Yeah, and then yeah. the dragonfly gets eaten by a bigger thing. I like that. I, I was like, all right. Oh my okay. God. This rated okay. dumb, this one. This is rated super dumb. Okay, here's how dumb. Here's how dumb. There is a shot in this trailer where a Meg, not a shark, a Meg, is overcoming this. Uh, uh, dock that Jason Statham is running from 
and the, the Meg is like blowing up the dog as it's chasing him, as Jason runs through the shore. Jason Statham falls, ends up on his back, and the Meg comes out of the water to <laughs> eat him, and Jason Statham stops him with his leg. That's what you do. And Chet holds the Meg up and stops him cold in his tracks. You boop the nose, that's Amazing just science. Boom! Now, did you, maybe the Meg saw that YouTube video of Jason Statham doing that bottle cap challenge? Oh, oh yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. You guys haven't seen Jason Statham has a real video online where he did the bottle cap challenge where he does a spinning back kick where his toe just grazes the top of a bottle and it just, without knocking the bottle over, spins it off. And that, I believe, is the kick that he landed on the Meg. Stop the Meg in his track. What's great is apparently they created these suits. So now... Oh yeah, they all get Iron Man suits now. They could go down and actually face the Meg instead of staying on a big ass ship and shooting missiles. They'll go individually. They didn't bring that any work. Yeah. They didn't bring any of the actors or the filmmakers. No, we had Timothy Chalamet. That we had Margot Robbie. And then, the first and then they're like, nobody. The <laughs> yeah, because they show them the make. And they start off by showing them getting into these new suits that Ray's talking about, right? Yeah. And the first thing they do is not go underwater, check the air. No, they have giant concrete blocks in front of them and go, and they're smashing concrete they're blocks like, oh, they're gonna go, yeah. they're gonna go yeah. fight right, the, Meg. the Meg. Oh, and now there's more than one Meg. Now there's a, what's the, the a school of Megs. A, of Megs. a pod of Megs. But then there's Megs. Multiple Megs with Mother Meg. I yeah. and some kind of giant octopus creature. Oh, yeah, which we didn't. I was waiting for it to unfurl. We just saw the suggestion yeah. of the eye, and I'm like, yeah. Well, and then the tentacles came out of the water, <laughs> and it was like pulling down a helicopter. We only got a chance, as one theme. does. The only Statham's the world's only chance. You yeah. know what? Look, let's not pretend that this movie's going to be any good. No, but not. it could be fun. But on. I mean, <laughs> Statham be between Fast X. And this, it's State, Jason Statham's yeah, it's That's right. Baby. Not Timothy Chalamet with Wonka and, uh, Dude. and Dune. Dune. No, this is the year of Jason Statham. Because of Fast 10 and the Meg. <laughs> so wrap your heads around that. So uh, there was that, uh, the Meg. Now, what came after? Speaking of Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that there we go. Yeah. Was yeah. That, that? What's the, mo- the most natural segue of all time? Denise. The Meg 2 to Denis Villeneuve. To Denis Villeneuve. So there's a rap in there. Meg 2 to Denis Villeneuve. And I have to say, so... So uh, they bring out. It was David Zaslav brought him out. No, 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 no. The two studio heads. Oh, so, so you had Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, looking radiant as always. Yeah, she really does. And Denise, you know, she's the new Nicole Kidman. She really is. And Denis Villeneuve comes out, and I've got to give it up. I don't think it went over as well as he would have helped, but it was pretty damn clever. Denis Villeneuve is like, yeah, we started making this movie. He was eating a lot of chocolate. Oh, yeah. But I thought that was he funny. Brought, he brought so much chocolate. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, Denis, Denis, as a French, good Canadian kid, by the way, but a, a French Canadian, um, he he has a very thick accent. I adore yes. And does not speak English as, as fluidly as, right. as George St. Pierre does. Yeah, right. He's trying, right. I love listening. Actually, yeah. Denis was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Because, you know... Uh, uh, Dune Part One. I'm not going to do my Canadian French accent, but uh, Dune Part One. He's like, it's just really just a setup part two, which is not a good part pitch for Part One. <laughs> but but you all seem to like it. We won six Academy Awards. I felt really vindicated though. It was like, yeah, the first one is all set up, and now this one we're going to get into action and meat and all of this. And I was like, thank you, thank I you for saying that your own movie, one. so everyone on the internet can stop being a little asshole to me for going. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of slow. I love the first one. He showed us how aware he was of like what what 
moviegoers think about like when mm-hmm. he was talking about was great. he didn't want people to get bored of the locations mm-hmm. so he picked different ones i love that he brought that up because he's aware of what things that people don't like seeing sometimes yeah like, especially for a long movie i just thought that was uh a real nice thing that he pointed out that he's aware of what people like well especially with all the talk of like superhero fatigue or things like that if audience is getting tired of certain things mm-hmm. it's nice to know someone is going yeah. hey this could be something that could become boring and that we don't want our story to be about the mundane it's about something spectacular and intergalactic and he's got some power there at warner brothers mm-hmm. right if oh yeah yeah i think he could get something well he's kind of like he's the new christopher nolan for yeah he is the new christopher nolan right like he I think it's fair to say right now he might be the top guy in the business. He might be the top guy right now. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's not Christopher Nolan anymore, although I cannot wait for Oppenheimer. Dude. But I think Denis Villeneuve is kind of like the new, you're thinking you're right, he's the new yeah, Christopher yeah. Nolan. And so he's got, he's got some, he's got a dick to swing around. And I, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't stop and think to myself looking at how radiant and i said that looked. for you by the way yeah i, I just i was thinking to myself in the back of my mind i was thinking about spider-man i'm like you go tom holland well done sir yeah in this trailer we zendaya actually mentions like in this movie i'm actually in the movie you know right I, yeah and right. in dune the first dune she's really not in the movie i was a flash all over that trailer yeah Her character was and so then this interesting one. too in the first one i i'm so sad that they they didn't explore her more more. Yeah. Well, no, but, but she really in the book she really doesn't show up oh. until well, like much further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, yeah. I mean, theoretically, they could have not had her in the first movie at all. Exactly. But I think they wanted to have Zendaya in in the first one. And it was a good way to get into the film. You know, it opens with her voiceover about yeah, talking yeah. about the Harkonnens. But the trailer, dude. Did okay. all good that Austin Butler. Mm. Oh my God! Okay, cool. all the new people coming, particularly Austin Butler and Florence Pugh. Um, it was Caroline and Fade Ralph. It was kind of their trailer because I would not have even guessed that that was Austin Butler. What did um, they, oh uh, my god, he looked great. What did Denise describe Austin Butler as? Oh, a, as a world class. Comeback. No, at first he says he starts it off by saying he's a world class uh, swordsman uh, and whatever and psychotic murderer. Right. <laughs> and yeah, we saw that he looked. Intimidating because oh, so yeah. he's he, got that Harkonnen white yeah. face, the bald head. He is the Darth Maul of this movie. Yeah, yeah. he's but Darth the, Maul. Francis Pugh or Florence Pugh looks great. Yeah, as the princess, it, it looks incredible. I mean, although unless I missed it, conspicuous by his absence, though they talked about him a little bit, was Christopher Walken. We didn't see any. We didn't see any of. We didn't get to see the Emperor. He, he plays Shaddam the Fourth. Yeah, the Padishah Emperor. No, you're gonna have to pay for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll give you a little free every... Florence Pugh. You want to see Christopher Walken? You got to pay for that. Yeah, shit. yeah, he's working. Yeah, and, and they look like they had a few unfinished shots. There was some not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it was a great. It was a great. The you first know. ride of the sandworm. Oh, oh my God! Does that look? That and you know what's great? Javier Bardem. And Zendaya, when they show the reaction to when he finally gets Timothy up, Chalmay getting on that her. was awesome. I mean, him riding that sandworm is dope. As, it's dope. <laughs> it's it's really really good. It looked um, great. Did we not say fuck anymore? Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't know if we could <laughs> did say the, that. Did the puppies change you? Or? I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. It was dope as fuck. Yeah, that, you know. The logo too for doing. The, the, yeah, I've got the official yeah, the logo Doom, for the it. Yeah. Part two. And yeah. it looks looks great. Well, like, did you notice at the end of the logo on the the U, it looked like the U was like either blowing yeah, away or yeah, the, like sand. Yeah, I love that. Like spice in the air. Now, uh, just so you know, the my wife, 
and my wife. Um, her, I think, I think they say her favorite movie maybe the past three, four, or five mm-hmm. years it's is is Dune. It's yeah. Dune is her Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, I just want. They just got to show Dune stuff. Just show, show Dune. Show waiting Dune. See what We're happens. sitting there waiting for the thing to start. Uh, what happens? It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Well, what I love is that it took me. I'm glad I finished it. It took me four watching to get through the whole thing. The first Dune? But I like it. I it's like really it. good. And how they end the trailer with Paul Atreides, the thousands of fronted yeah. warriors. Oh. Long live the fighter. There is a lot of like build up to the first one where it's like I... I, I and just, just to be clear, Denis did point out the second one is action, battles, uh, yeah, like, right. like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going to go down. So yeah. Oh, and then there was... Um, then we moved on from from the Warner Brother that Warner Brother slate into they introduced James Gunn and Peter Safran. So they saved DC for last. And even in his opening speech, David Zaslav made a big deal about DC. That's like, look, we've got the greatest characters in the world. DC has to be made. We're gonna we're gonna go all in on DC and and, and all this kind of stuff. And you know, he talked about his conversations with James Gunn, who is literally his entire childhood was reading DC comics. Like that's, that's what he was. And mm. he said, the moment we sat down with James and James is just describing his Superman idea to us. We we're just like, this is the guy to shepherd DC. And they attached him with a guy with a better mind for the business of the movies with Peter Safran. And you know what? Nothing could have illustrated the differences between them because James Gunn is out on his promotional tour of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right now. So James Gunn sent in a message on the screen mm-hmm. and James Gunn, you know, he's there and he's got his t-shirt on or whatever. Yeah. He goes, now let me introduce you to my my better half, my partner, Peter Safran, who comes walking out in a $7,000 suit. Yeah, he looked like, up. Oh, I'll yeah. probably quaffed yeah and like that's, yeah that's his part to play. that's his yeah. part that's to play. you know he's the producer he's the money guy mm-hmm. he's the gordon yeah. gecko of it all <laughs> so they came out and they they talked about they didn't talk about look we we did try to warn everybody they were not going to talk about future dc stuff because that's not what CinemaCon is CinemaCon is about the movies that are coming out in this upcoming 12 months so they had three movies to talk about uh, first one was Aquaman. They went well, was it? Aquaman first. Yeah, they did yeah. Aquaman. Oh, I thought they did either way. So, no, but the three Aquaman. movies that they had to do were Blue Beetle, Aquaman, and, and Flash. So uh, they talked about Aquaman, and they had James Wan on the screen, and he talked. You know, he addressed the CinemaCon audience, and uh, James Gunn is Kurt, or James Jason Momoa is on location in New Zealand. Is that what yeah. you said it was? And they had him. He's shooting. Him. So he sent in a video as well. And they showed us a good six-minute thing. Six-minute thing. Yeah. Pretty long. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm. I had a lot of fun with the first Aquaman movie. Me too. I'm looking forward to this Aquaman movie. There's some pretty cool things. I my favorite thing about the Aquaman spot is him talking to his dad. Mm-hmm. Him talking to Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was actually a really nice part about having a child. About having a child and the what does he say? The, the the bravest thing you can do is not give up or is that what he said is the bravest thing you can do that's the big line the bravest thing you can do the most courageous thing you can do is to keep trying or, or so, I can't remember exactly the line but it was really good um here's my one concern I got a little bit of the same feeling I got watching the trailers for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania there's a lot of CGI gobbledygook and listen I'm a big CGI guy I love CGI bring on CGI but like when I was watching the Quantumania spots, it was like it just feels like bleh, like they're just throwing CGI on the screen, and there was a lot of that. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to second that because, like you said, we didn't get... Look, you saw Black Manta saying, like, one menacing line. Mm -hmm. And then you saw something with Patrick... Um, Wilson. Patrick Wilson and... and get that and, right, wrong. And Jason Momoa. Momoa. And there was a few... I was more interested in these conversations than the... Because it's, it's not just some CG. It's a, it's, it's a torrent. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. was so much going on in these shots. I don't know what was going on. It, I mean, it looked cool. As you say, it's not that it looked bad. No, it looked. It was yeah. really neat, but there was no sense of like what is happening. Well, that's why. That's why I think uh, this was the first time I think they they didn't James Wan explain every the story like right. In the yeah, they had a he video said, from oh, James Wan. Yes, about his brother. And uh, he has to... Yeah, so this time up. around, it's kind of like a Tango and Cash, odd couple, buddy cop movie, where the two brothers are now working together. Right. Which me and Chris... Which I like. Yeah, I, I like that. that. I like the concept. That, that, that no, interests me. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. That's what it oh, is. I like Patrick Wilson, too. He's amazing. He's, yeah, he's really good. He's and the way there's some great tension dialogue, like banter between uh, Patrick and Jason. Yeah. As brothers, it's and, very Thor Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Jason yeah. is playing, playing the loving. I want my brother. Like I want to be like close Golden with you. Retriever yeah. and, and then Patrick's yeah. just like, don't call me brother. Yeah, don't call me brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the way. But they clearly are going to work together and save the kingdom from Black Manta, who's going to play a much the, bigger role. Right, the the, the 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 underground sea that we saw climbing up with the the dark. Shadow. No, 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 no. Those aren't the, those aren't the same things from the trench oh, okay. in the first movie. That's this like an army of undead. Um, so, yeah, I I would give the Aquaman presentation a push. Uh, I didn't dislike it. It didn't make me any more excited for it. So for me, it was a bit of a push. Yeah. I mean, it's it, okay. Look, I like the first one. I really like James Wan as a filmmaker. I will go see the film. Yeah. Yeah, so much. But the sure. trailer didn't make me go. Like when I saw the Dune trailer, I'm like, oh my God, I have to see it. Yeah. Or the color purple. Or yeah. it's like, this did not, it didn't raise the, raise the, the, the energy level for me. I have to ask you guys something. For me, like the Avatar, after seeing Avatar 2, a lot of the water stuff that we saw from this footage, oh it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't up to par. Did that kind of like go through your head? You're a hundred percent right. Like it didn't seem like they were in the water half the time that we saw yeah. shots that they were in the water after because the first Aquaman movie, we that hadn't seen we hadn't seen uh, Avatar two obviously. The first Aquaman movie, I loved the way they did underwater. Yeah, I did too. But but like Ray's saying, then came Avatar two. That kind of ruins everything else. Yeah, yeah. Because what I an underwater style that I used to that I used to think looked awesome in Aquaman One, I'm now looking at it through the lens of Avatar Two and like this is not as good. It's, it doesn't it's, look as it's, good it's underwater. Too fantasy land. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's no reality to it. There's no where, where the stuff on Pandora was it looked naturalistic, it looked realistic, it looked even when you see giant creatures underwater, they're they're not real creatures, the but they look real. Yeah. yeah, you believe that they could really exist. The Aquaman stuff was just we. There's no reality at all. No, it's all it's, fantastic. It's all. Fantastic. And but like Ray was saying, sometimes you don't even like. Sometimes there are shots where are they underwater in that shot? They are underwater. There's right. where an Aquaman or an Avatar two. You always knew. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This you was like when you go back and play a PlayStation two game again. And you're like, oh, I thought that was amazing. Right. I thought those yeah. graphics were killer. And then you play on the five, and you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> One scene in particular, he's speeding through. I don't know if he's holding on to something. And there's no bubbles coming out. There's no foam that you see when and they run. things might not be finished. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was you know early, what? That's true. Early so on. That, 
Because the movie is still a while away. Yeah, they yeah, delayed that's it. a good point. Yeah. They delayed I mean, it. I mean, it's not until yeah. Christmas. Yeah, so they're probably going to put it's some April. finishing touches yeah. in. But it is something I when think is it people can I think Christmas, right? Well, is November or December? November. I, you might be right, though. But it it might be November it, now. Maybe it's the late November. Yeah, so it's in that era. So they still got they still got time to go on that. So that was Aquaman. It was fine. It didn't raise the bar for me. Then came a movie I'm very, very interested in, which is Blue Beetle, which... By the way, I learned I've been pronouncing uh, Zolo's name yeah, improperly. Zolo it's Sholo. So the star Blue Beetle, Sholo. There, I learned something new every day. Um, they Liked brought him a lot. He, he, he was Winning great. They brought him out with yeah. the lead actress and the director oh, came out. Gorgeous. She had like, such a gorgeous face. Yeah, yeah, she's Brazilian. Uh, as if that explains it. Yeah. But um, they brought them out to talk about the film and they showed what they called an extended trailer. So it was double the length of the trailer and again not not super hyped i mean don't get me wrong i i look at the blue beetle stuff they've showed us including the stuff they showed us today and i see the potential yeah it looks good there is a world of potential there i'm just not getting a lot of that potential in the marketing like i'm not feeling super hype oh the extended fight for me was like fuck yeah you know that yeah Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. But, but again, it's all about the story. The superhero action, I I I I I take when I look at these superhero trailers, it's gotten to the point where the superhero action I sort of dismiss. Mm-hmm. And I want to see the character interaction. What is this movie about? And I think too often now these superhero movies are getting a little generic in terms of their story, that there's not enough difference between the origin tales and then the the, the the threat that they must face mm-hmm. off against. And th- we know that's going to be fine. I want to see something different. That's why seeing Aquaman talk to his dad about yeah. being a father, yeah. Yeah. that becomes more well, that's resonant why and relevant. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse stuff we saw yesterday. Same when thing, When the dude. stuff between the families and those yeah. conversations, like struggling with all... like. These are the elements you're talking about yes. that differentiate this from other comic book fare. I mean, and I didn't get enough of that. In I movie. didn't either. I mean, it looks great. Everyone looks, they, they, they look like they're all terrific characters. Yeah. I love the family dynamic, but it all that's looks very that, The family dynamic. Yeah. That's, well, that's what's going to be. Yeah, because yeah. Angel brought that up too about, you know, they're all in on this from the get-go. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the thing that's going to differentiate this is everyone knows about Jaime from the jump. Well, that's what the director, so, dire- by yeah. the way, I love the director. Of this I know, it was awesome. With yeah. The way he came out, all de- he's like wearing his Puerto Rico hat. Okay. He's all hey, ripped Am jeans. I the only one that for a second thought he was one of the members of LMFAO? Oh, it, <laughs> dude, yeah, he does. He looks like, he looked like, like Rico Suave. I worked out. Like, I expected that's going to say. One of the greatest things about the Hispanic family there. is that they are close. Like, oh, yeah, super fact, tight. Yeah, they, they, they are very close. And I think that's going to be what makes this Okay, am I am I the only one who's different. the comedian who places a dad? Okay, am I the only one who, for a split second, thought George Lopez was flying um, the Watchman Owl ship? That's well, fair. that blue, yeah, the, yeah, because that, I that's but, based on Blue but Beetles. Didn't, yeah. But didn't you think for a second that was the, that was the owl? Yeah, the owl ship. The, I mean, but yeah. the owl ship is actually literally <laughs> they based on, on it. Be, yeah, because they. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. because the Blue Beetle was one of the Charlton characters that DC bought. Right. That they wouldn't allow Alan Moore to use because he was going to mess with them. So he did. He created basically Doctor Manhattan is, is Captain Adam, and that Blue Beetle is um, uh, Night Owl. Night Owl. So they're all the same. That's why you thought that. Right. But Very Ray brought up a really good point as as we were coming back to the hotel room here. He said, the one part that kind of then pulled me out 
So George Lopez can just fly a ship now? <laughs> yeah, right. That, right. That, uh, uh, you know what? I'll let it go. Hold on, everybody. But, but Chris, you pointed out, I love the fact, the fact that the family was in on it. I like that the director said the family was complicit. Complicit. I it's love that technology. And I, yeah, that's why I thought that was, that was it. That makes it interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. It's no, like, hiding who I am and going, yeah. right. I'm actually... No, never mind. Like I'm so, that's something I'm kind of over in the superhero yes. genre. I love the idea of the entire extended family being like, "Oh, Jaime, I mean, yeah, he's the Blue Beetle." Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't actually, and we were in such a rush to get back to the hotel room. I didn't get a chance to ask you what you thought of the Blue Beetle stuff. Um, I, I think similar to Chris, I like the idea that they know from the get go. Like that makes it all in itself very, very unique from what we've seen. Mm -hmm. So, and I like Solo. I think I, I love them in Cobra Kai. So I'm excited to see yeah. him. Huge Cobra screen. Kai fan. Yeah. Huge Cobra been Kai. Following fan. him since that series. So I think this is his moment. And to to have the diversity yeah, in the that's... cast. Mm. And there was some good music playing in the in the trailer. Yes. So I'm excited for it. And, and the fight scenes in the tunnels. You can't tell me the neon colors from that suit when it was in action popped really well. It, it looked great. I love it that was suit. Like a party yeah. fight. Visually, it looks great. And again, nothing of, of what they showed us took anything away from me. Right. Again, it just didn't. Unlike a lot of the other trailers in the WBs, a lot of the presentations in the WB uh, segment today that got me super excited for it. Aquaman didn't, and Blue Beetle did. One, one last thing about that trailer is it did I just not see the second trailer, or was this the first time we were introduced to the actual villain? This was the first time. We, yeah, yeah, the villain wasn't in the the the. Oh, right. Yeah, the guy in red, right? The red oh, armor no, or something. No. That's it's not the villain. Me and Susan Sarandon, oh, okay. kind of bad. Right, okay. but it's she's but, but yeah. the main guy yeah. he's gonna have to fight is is this dude. So, yeah. um, yeah, there's again, I I still see a lot of potential in this movie. It's still a movie that they that was supposed to go to streaming that they looked at and said, nope, this is gonna go to right. theaters, right? Uh, which is what they did with Evil Dead Rise, and and that turned out to be a twenty five million dollar opening weekend for that little film. Yes. So uh, they've had some success there, so we'll see how that goes. So that then rounded things out when they brought out. Andy Muschietti and Ezra Miller. Just kidding. They didn't bring out Ezra Miller. Uh, to nobody's surprise. Although, they did surprise mention Ezra mentioned. Miller. Yeah. They did. They did mention Ezra. So, uh, there was a little bit of that. Didn't talk for long about it. They just then went on and talked. But I have to say that Andy Muschietti made a really big point to talk about how great it was to work with Ezra. Yeah. Said, uh, said uh, one of the great experiences I've had working with an actor. Um and then moved on to talk about Michael Keaton. Yeah. It was great. They're like, how did you convince Michael Keaton to come back and play Batman? I took him to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and then and there you go. Um, they showed, which I'm thinking you guys have probably seen by now. I have a feeling they probably they dropped the, the Flash tra trailer the moment they showed it to us. Um, look, the, the trailer looks great. And, and which, by the way, brings us all the way back to the beginning of the presentation. When David Zaslav came out and said... You know, we've got Flash coming later. This was at the very beginning of the presentation. He talked about Flash for a second. And he went one further than James Gunn. Uh, David Zaslav said, this is the greatest comic book movie I've ever seen. Or his favorite superhero movie. It's super, this is my favorite superhero movie I've, I've ever watched. He's already watched it. Um, which, which you know, goes along with James Gunn saying, James Gunn thinks it's one of the great, greatest comic book films of all time. Which makes you feel a little bit for Blue Beetle and Aquaman that they're being treated like the ugly stepchildren. A little bit. A little bit. It's like... Like you, you get a, a guy comes in with his three kids. He goes, "Hi, this is uh, this is Bobby, and and this is little Jill, and this is my favorite child, yeah. my favorite child ever, Kenny." 
Say hi to Kenny, everybody. Look how great Kenny is. Meanwhile, the other two kids are like, eh. There was something we forgot to mention. There's a little sizzle reel, but what the, the part about the sizzle reel that I thought was really cool is at the end, they had these flashing gold logo logos, and one of them was the Batman Part 2. One of them was Joker. Oh, oh that was yeah. awesome. Let's finish with the flashing, and then I'm glad oh, you brought yeah, that yeah. up. Let's yeah. get back to that. Um, so, uh, again, the, the, the flash trailer is killer. It, it looks great. Um, you get more of a sense. I'm dying more and more and more. I, it took me a little while to, to warm up to the new Supergirl. Mm-hmm. It took me a little bit to warm up. I am now dying to see her on yeah, screen. Yeah, me too. Um, you know when you will? <laughs> in about two hours. Two hours from now, actually. We'll we... see. Oh, yeah, you won't be seeing it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if you see it. Can, can you believe... Chris, Chris is skipping this to teach a voice acting class. Yeah. So if you are one of her students... Uh, that's the type of commitment that Chris Carr has I love them. for you guys. They're a bunch of good fellas. Uh, and one gal, Claire, yay. <laughs> although I'm sure if you told them you were skipping on the flash screen, oh, no, they, they would know. tell you. Oh, are they? They, know. they? they were like, okay. are you seriously skipping it? And I was like, yeah. This was, that's how important. I want this scheduled first. So if you if you want a dedicated voice teacher mm-hmm. for animation, go to Speak Friend. Is it Speak Friend? Speak Friend Studio. Speakfriendstudio.com. Thanks, John. And to get some of that uh, voice acting. No one's going to be joining us, though. Mr. Logan, right? Yeah, Logan is. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. And by the way, we're across from each other. I heard nothing. <laughs> what do you all think people do where you could hear it across a hallway the like that? You that cup from me. It's funny because we were talking about maybe, maybe Logan. Maybe Logan can come to the screening instead. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, the nice thing about Chris's first name is just Chris. Yeah. It's on her badge, so no problem. Like, and I was like, it's a good thing she's not Asian. You're Shen Wan? They <laughs> <laughs> watched Logan. It's all yes. I am Shen Wan. <laughs> and I have to point out that I left because I needed to use the restroom, and I knew we were going to watch The Flash, so I left. So he I didn't watch The Flash trailer because yeah. we're going to see it in like two hours. By the way, in case you didn't know, uh, so Flash is 640. I think it goes to 7. I think it's six. No, uh, seven fifteen. It goes to seven fifteen. So I made a Google Doc. Eight fifteen. We will put up the event here in a bit. But at eight fifteen p.m. Los Angeles time is when we will be right back here on this couch without Chris because she wouldn't have seen the movie. Yeah. And we're gonna give our uh, mm-hmm. review of the Flash. Well, in a non non spoilery, it'll be non spoiler. But we're gonna get on here and do a live stream giving our review of The Flash at 8.15 uh, tonight. So that is a little under six hours from now uh, is when we're going to be doing that. So we hope you guys will come back and join us for that. But again, uh, trailer's killer. Uh, I, I, I thought it was great. It, this, it, it's a heavy movie. It, it gives you the sense it's a real heavy, heavy I movie. I will say there was something in this trailer that made me even more interested speaking to the, talking about family and all that. There's this great monologue that, that Keaton gives about trying to stop his family or trying to help out. Oh, no, he goes, about he said, the, I lost my family when I was young and I've spent my life fighting crime. I think somehow thinking that somehow that would bring them back. Yeah, that, and yes. you did it. He says that to Barry. It's a great line. A great line. And I'm like, oh, okay. But look what at what cost. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the monkey's paw. You know, you do something like that. And I lo- if that's got into the story, that's going to be really fascinating. So uh, that looks great. So listen, Overall, I mean, Anne and I were talking about this coming out. The, the 
big difference between like the Sony presentation, which was a really solid presentation, this one. The Sony presentation, they bring out the stars. Hi, everybody. I loved making this movie. See you later. And then literally you're on stage for like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. This is like they bring out these stars and they stand around and talk and do like a mini panel yeah. for like 10 minutes each. Or if you're Oprah, they pull up chairs. Yeah. 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 That was great. That was great. I'll tell you what. Warner Brothers put on a great presentation. Yeah. It, I mean, they normally... You know what was different though this year? They didn't bring out... Uh, the the comedian who does the main voice on Archer, the main female. It's John Benjamin. Oh no, the female Aisha. Aisha, yeah. Tyler. Aisha Tyler. Yeah. Normally at CinemaCon, she comes out and moderates all the DC yeah. stuff, yeah. and they didn't have her this year, which I guess is kind of a signifying that there's a changing of the guard. There's one thing that we didn't mention that happened beforehand, before the Warner Brothers presentation began, and it was in the state of the industry. Uh, James Cameron did a video. And they played a montage called Endings. I think it was called Endings. Yeah, Great Endings. It, great. Is that online? It is, he said they made that five years they ago. They showed it at CinemaCon five years ago. Like five years, and they that did it at last year, piece too. Was un, it was done to the piece time from the Inception soundtrack. Yep, and it was all these great endings from all these What movies. a banger of a video. Yeah. But by the way, I almost forgot to get back to what Ray brought up, which is... In the WB presentation, when they brought up on screen, they had black screen with these gold letters of all these titles of all these movies that got coming up this year. And it ends with all these titles swirling with two getting full focus in camera and flying right to the camera. And the first one was Superman Legacy, and then behind it was The Batman 2. Part 2. Part 2. And, and in that moment, But then they didn't talk about the Batman at but all. But there were clips from, like, Folly Do. They had all clips yep, from the Yep. I have to say that we got... We got the confirmation. I think it's just more confirmation that those are coming. That's yeah. Superman oh, yeah. Legacy logo. And well, as you said, tangibility. It's, it's a tangibilization. It's a tangibilization of it all. And, and, and he also mentioned that it's a 10-year plan. He yep. believes in James Gunn and Peter. Yeah. What, no matter what happens. So we'll see. It's going to be a hell of a ride, I think. So anyway, guys, uh, that's our coverage for the Warner Brothers presentation. It was great. And it's not over. Because we're going to go, we're actually now, we're going to hit end on this stream and we're going to put on our shoes and we're going to head over to Caesar's Palace to go watch The Flash. And we will, of course, be giving you guys updates. Uh, we're going to be doing our review live stream a little bit later tonight. Actually, I think Christian Harloff is going to join us. Nice. Uh, he's going to come in here and join us. Maybe you can sit there. Um, oh, just... Or does he have, oh, yeah, Chris, we, if we had lower thirds, we would have to change lower to thirds. Um, so it's going to, and then tomorrow, what do we got tomorrow? We got Universal. We got Disney in the morning. Yeah, Disney in the morning because I want to start the my day badly. Boogeyman screening. Mm -mm. I can't. I gotta sit. I gotta sit next to Chris. So furious. For that. Uh, we got uh, Universal in the evening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A big day tomorrow. Then of course Paramount and Lionsgate then on of Thursday. Paramount. You mean then of course Paramount. Uh, it's gonna be the Randon. Actually, Randon, one of my buddies, is an executive there at Paramount, and I got to introduce him to Anne. Was there really excited about that? So guys, yeah. Thank you for joining us for our little uh, recap of the Warner Brothers presentation. We'll see you later tonight for our uh, report on The Flash that we're going to go watch right now. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, my name is John Campia, and I'm going to reach over here to end stream. And until next time, guys, bye-bye.